Hello, and welcome to Deep Impact, a proud member of the Doof Network, where we dive deep into Albo's most reflective work five years on. Coming up next is Elliot Diebold. And that was Urban Morehouse. That's me. And there's two weeks left to get your entries in for the fan art competition, where the theme is reflections. So do with it as you will, and on with the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're talking about Malfeasance 11.6 here. Uh, previously on Malfeasance 11.5, we found out that the uh, Thorburn family was planning to get Rose, you know, taken away to, to be sectioned, they would call it in the UK. Um, mm. and, uh, she basically said, you know, come at me. And yeah, she seems to be standing by that, by that plan. Uh, yes. And, and in fact, I want to call out one of the first lines from this chapter, which is, uh, where she, she sort of turns to Blake and she's like, no objection. And Blake responds, I don't know yet. You haven't elaborated on anything. Yeah. Um, which feels like a very explicit callback to uh, Rose's life with Blake uh, yeah. when she was in the mirrors, I think. Yeah, frustrating. Frustrating. Because she doesn't really elaborate. She kind of elaborates on why she's doing it. Blake disagrees, and then they never really <laughs> get a chance to continue well, that conversation. What's What's he going to do? You know, Rose is going to do what Rose wants to do. What Like, he can't do anything to help uh yep. or, you know prevent her yeah um but, yeah it was funny there was there's a fair bit of imagery i felt last chapter that helped separate these two and then this one it mm. kind of feels like we've gone the other way and this chapter is reminding us that they're quite similar as well i mean i think the major theme of this chapter is reintroducing us to all of the thorburn family um mm. but there's this sort of this undercurrent of uh you know just reminding us that blake and rose uh, you know aren't that different yeah um and one of the major ways that they're not that different is bad at making plans. This is a bad plan <laughs> by Rose, in my opinion. Um, Blake's, you know, point here is that uh, without Rose, they're fully vulnerable to whatever it is that comes at them, you know, literally, because the house has no defences anymore. Um, and I'm 100% on board. The, these, this, the group of people in this house are not equipped to deal with any practitioner shenanigans. Um, yeah, but then, like, I, I think Rosa's sort of point here is this is going to keep happening. Like, if, if, if they manage to stop this, there's hmm. going to be any other attempts to get Rose out. Um, so I think really she's right. They do sort of have to prove that you know, getting her out of the house isn't an instant win. So I, I do think this is necessary. It just, you know, God, it, it would be nice to do it under better circumstances. And I'm so used to saying that from Rose's side of the of the coin, but, but here we are. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I ultimately, they're stronger with Rose together with the others, right? They're just stronger if they're together. And so if I'm a Sandra or a Johannes or a Bahame, any of them, a Timothy Bahame, um, <laughs> it, even once Rose has proved that she can go away for a bit and the rest are going to be fine, I'm still going to be like, all right, well, I'll just do it again and we'll throw more shit at them because you're still weaker when you're separate. Like, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Uh, the other side is I don't think that they actually are going to be able to hold off an assault from everybody without Rose around uh, because she's the one that's... She's kind of the most powerful of them, I would say. Um, well, I mean, I, I think this is just symptomatic of the fact that they're even competing for the lordship, which is really the ultimate bad plan. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so <laughs> That is a bad yeah, like, plan. I, I'm trying to think of something else I think they could do here, and, and I can't, except for 
give up going for Lord, which I still don't really understand why Rose is so keen on yeah, it. Yeah, Rose is possibly the least likely candidate to be able to actually win the Lordship battle. And I say possibly only because I don't think the Bahams are that strong, so <laughs> it's kind of a, an equally bad tie there, but, you know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm starting to get the impression that the Bahams are just going to come out of left field at some point late in the game with, with this weapon or whatever and, and just make us regret making fun of Duncan and Timothy. Mm. Yeah, I'm never going to regret making fun of Duncan, let's be real, but um, yeah, so yeah, okay. I disagree with Rose's plan, let's see how it shakes out. Um, Rose kind of gets called back in to continue to talk to the family, and she basically starts conquesting the heck out on all of them, Um, and we kind of touched on this last chapter, but she really sells it. Um, Yeah, it's funny how much less I... I am upset at her being an arsehole when it's not directed at Blake or people I like, like when it's just directed at a bunch of shitheads. Um, but that sort of got me thinking, I, I wonder, all, all of the understanding we have of the Thorburns is pretty much coloured by Blake's perception of them. And I think it's fair to say, like, he's he's already made up his mind. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are so many moments where one of them does something and Blake in his head is like, and they're doing this because X. Yeah, um, there's an and- example here where Blake sees his parents, or oh, let me read it out. He said, he thinks, mum and dad, Rose's mum and dad, were sitting <laughs> on the couch, taking up more space than they needed, with Ivy as their ready excuse, which is great because yeah. <laughs> Blake has already kind of attributed their malice to the fact that they're acting like shits and they have a prepped excuse ready to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, like... I- I think it's important to note, because uh, it seems like we're going to be seeing more of uh, at least some of the Thorburns moving forward, uh, since a bunch of them are staying in the house. And it'll be interesting to see, now that we'll get to see them firsthand, uh, maybe Blake and or Rose's opinions of them aren't quite fair. Like, they're probably not mm. going to be great people. Uh. But maybe they're not as bad as Blake and Mo- Rose make out, because Blake certainly, he immediately jumps to the the worst possible motivation for any of them doing anything and so I'm, I'm i'm interested to see if maybe they're not as they're not as bad as he's made out yeah uh i think that this chapter doesn't do anything to argue against the impression of them that we've been given so far uh no certainly um i mean you know when they're all grouped together uh they don't paint a great picture um mm. but also you know if the rest of your family were all kind of shitheads, I can see it, it's sort of exacerbating you. Like, I don't think Blake or Rose are particularly nice people when they're around them either. So mm. it's just a hostile environment. Yeah, it's interesting. There are characters like Molly and Paige who we've kind of only seen, apart from in the very first chapter, we've only really seen them in isolation from the rest of the family. I wonder, it would be interesting to see what do they look like? What do the dynamics look like? And what do they play in that dynamics? when they're with the family. I mean, that's not really possible for Molly, I guess, but for Paige, at least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to be really interested to actually see some of these Thorburns that we haven't talked about that much before in action and see if Blake's read on them and and the impression he's given us of them is completely fair or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is a really juicy conversation. Uh, There's a really satisfying bit where Rose totally shuts down her dad, uh, who who basically tries to play nice while she knows that he is participating in trying to get her carted off. Um, And that is, it's just so juicy, her kind of reverse card that she plays on him here. 
So it's interesting. I actually like this was another one of the pits that made me think maybe maybe these two have been unfair because look, I mean, you know, he's not going to be winning Father of the Year, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. She's pretty harsh on him, and I actually went back and read Rose's chat with uh, her parents in nine point five when when Blake had the vision in the drains. Yeah, and just based on what happens in that conversation, I can see a world where Rose was being unnecessarily harsh or unfair i like mm-hmm. I don't, i'm not i'm not willing to 100 percent come down on them being as shit as rose has made out yet um without knowing know. more uh, the fact that the entire family her parents included have come together to come up with a plan to get her out of the house you know in what they know is false pretenses in order to you know whatever take it over sell it whatever it is um and then he goes on being like, oh, no, I'm just, I want to reconnect with you, Rose. Like, <laughs> I guess I was actually, I, I was actually working off the assumption that uh, Blake and Rose's parents might kind of be genuine in their concern for Rose. But you're right. Everyone else is pretty open about it being fake. So they must know it's fake. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I kind of take it back. They probably are just shitheads. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a few interesting beats where they kind of toe the line and it's hard to tell i mean blake ascribes things like um like there's a moment where rose's mum backs her up um we'll get to it a bit later there's a moment where rose's mum backs her up very lightly but still backs her up and blake basically ascribes it to she's torn between wanting to pretend to be a good mother and being loyal to the rest of the family to get to get the house which is obviously the worst possible connotation you can take (laughs) that in but it doesn't feel i mean i don't know maybe it's a little gray but it doesn't necessarily feel untrue no uh, yeah that's fair um yeah they're probably not great but they may not be as bad well i guess we'll see yeah Uh, i'm actually you're right you've convinced me they're probably (laughs) <laughs> I, I did I did have a chuckle. Um so obviously, you know, uh the way this chapter ends, Peter's gonna be very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. next chapter. And uh, so there was one line that stood out to me on the second time we we're going through this, which is where when Rose is like shitting on her dad and, and Auntie Stephanie's like, Oh, you know, this isn't funny, Rose, and then Peter sort of chimes in with, Well, it's a little bit funny. <laughs> um yeah. and uh, you know, he he's Paige's twin, so obviously he's I mean, I obviously we'll have another pair of uh, boy girl twins to compare to Blake and Rose now, yeah. which which should be fun. Yeah. Um. But but I don't know. Like he's uh, Blake kind of dunks on him a few times for not being that smart. Uh. But like he he, he has a few good lines in this, so I'm interested to see what he's like moving forward. Because he 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 maybe isn't as smart as Paige, but uh, he certainly seems to be a bit more clued in than the rest of them. Uh, the thing I like about Peter as well is, obviously, he's a boy, so he was never in line for succession. So he kind of gives me this vibe of just, like, he's just here to kind of watch the world burn. <laughs> he doesn't really give a shit. He just wants to watch it all go to shit, um, which puts him in a very fun position to just be kind of dropping these bombs because he doesn't really have to play the game because he can't get the house anyway. No, well, I think... I think he was Team Ellie, right? Uh, yeah, because he and Ellie are both with Steph, and and that's a whole thing. Um, but we'll get we'll get to that later. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm very interested to keep an eye on Peter next chapter. I think he could be really fun. Yeah. Uh, so Rose uh, basically starts playing the family. Um, she lets it slide that she knows that they're trying to have her taken away, 
Uh, and she also mentions, and this is so good, she she kind of drops that she knows because someone in the family told her, which is such a fucking good piece yeah. of doublespeak. Like, it's so good. Um, yeah, she's really on fire in in this section. There, there's a couple. There's that one, and then there's the other one. Um, I've forgotten it now. There's another statement she has, and it's sort of, um, there's, there's just a bunch of great, Conquest energy fueled double speak things here, and like, yeah. there's a bit where she looks straight at Blake after saying the thing about a member of the family pointed me in this direction. Yeah, and it is just like you know, there's part of me that's like, oh, you know, that's a nice heartwarming moment because she actually called him part of the family. But I think really the energy <laughs> in that moment is like her being like, how fucking good is this, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and Blake <laughs> even has the thought of like, you know, <laughs> of like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um yeah it's so good uh so so the family obviously this starts the the cracks forming in the family right they start of course Mm. turning against each other a bit um but still mainly being against rose (laughs) um (laughs) and things start to get a bit tense and blake decides to uh because he still thinks Rose's plan is so shit, he thinks he's going to need more power. And so in order to power himself up, he basically starts spooking the family to feed off of their fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so before we touch on, like, the implications of, of all that, um, I just wanted to say, like, I, I'm interested to... Uh, I don't know if I fully understand the mechanics here. Like, so Blake spooks the family and that powers him up. I, I, I get that. But like he's still down spirits like he's yeah. he's spooking them letting him absorb spooky spirits or is it empowering the ones he's got and then he's just ripping out those empowered ones like it's uh i don't know i just always get so worried do you think i'd be used to blake like draining himself so much like this by now you know since he's been doing it since arc three <laughs> but it just makes me so uncomfortable that he's he's always spending more energy than he are that he's getting yeah i mean it doesn't it hasn't gone super well for him so far <laughs> we'll see it, yeah I, yeah so i i don't know i guess i just i don't understand exactly like you know is he just gonna eventually be full of a couple of super powerful spirits or is mm. he getting new spirits as he powers up or is it like his energy so he's like he's he's boosting himself and so then he can spend more spirits easily or um, yeah something like i don't know that. it's it's not quite clear um he needs a domain i mean i guess the house is open now can can they start claiming the house as a domain again although yeah God, true the fucking the the contest that would be implied yeah. there wouldn't be great i guess <laughs> um uh you'd have to have the barber like you'd want to organize the contests in that room just oh, yeah. so everyone else doesn't <laughs> want to go in there yeah uh or maybe a good defensive plan would be you know how they had the two circles so that pose was trapped in between preventing Laird. What if mm. they set up a big pair of two circles and then put Barbatorum in it so that he basically had access to, like, the outside grounds of the house, but not the inside and not further outside than the grounds. So he was kind of like a guard dog to them. That might be a good plan. Oh, yeah. Well, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, nothing. I'm sure nothing. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, yeah, so Blake's basically feeding on the scariness of this family. And, you know, I, we touch on this every time Blake makes something like this, but we touched on it first when he was doing it. Uh, he kind of powered himself up in the Alistair fight and then started accidentally kind of fed off of uh, Tiffany. Um, and now he's actively doing it on the family and they're obviously pieces of shit, so it's fine. But it, I don't know, feels uh, feels an escalation. Um. 
yeah. Uh, like at first I didn't want to be like, oh, you know, he's just treading down the slope. Because you, you can definitely argue this. Like, you know, before it was combat with Alistair and then it was mm-hmm. sort of uh, accidentally or in arguments. Now it's like he's intentionally doing it and they're shitheads, but you're right, it's another step. Um, but like, you know, there's the moment where he hurts James mm-hmm. and um, and obviously the only other person he really terrifies directly is Ivy. Mm-hmm. So... It's hard to feel as good about this as I want to, considering he's mostly torturing Thorburns. Yeah, but he's he, these are the young. I mean, explicitly, the ones who he scares the most are the innocent Thorburns. Like well, that's exactly. explicitly said by the book. Um, exactly. So it's like, yeah. like it, it can't help but feel that it's it, it's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, having said that. It's very cool. <laughs> He's very good at being a horror monster. He he pulls it off to perfection. You could definitely see this being a scene from a Japanese horror movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is very fun. Um, so Blake is basically able to stir up, uh, stir up enough shit that the family are all kind of very on edge. Um, and in that chaos, Blake's able to use some of his sympathetic magic to uh, slide the contract that they've brought with him off of the table, hiding it. Um, under a bookshelf, I think it is. Uh, and the family seems to think that there are, there's information in this contract that is actually quite relevant to taking Rose away. Um, and it, But it doesn't seem to stop them. Um, and as Rose is kind of getting close to being taken away, she starts to reveal that there's more going on here than the family knows, and they're probably or definitely acting against their own self-interest. Um, yeah. Yeah, um... And she does well here. I mean, like, she doesn't stop herself being taken away, but she does seem to get through to them, at least to at least to some of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is sort of where she goes a bit from reactive to proactive and just really fucking them up. Mm. Um, like, she's sowing seeds of doubt uh, in, like, how valuable the house is or, mm. or how much a danger there is here. Um, I mean, Blake compares her to like a, a maniacal villain from a kid's show who's over explaining their plan, which is very conquest. I, I like it. And and you can see it uh, in, in the chapter. Um, but, but I think the really yeah. interesting thing from this, this sort of segment is when Blake sort of realizes that, you know, Rose might be using some of this conquest influence as a bit of a crutch. Um, and I'd be interested, uh, you know, to see where this might go when she gets back. Mm. Um, because she has felt quite domineering in a lot of situations over the while. Like it, it's impossible for me to believe that there's been no conquest influence t- unless she taps it. Like I, I'm sure it's been influencing her a lot of the time, and she just doesn't quite realize it. It feels like there's some bleed through, doesn't it? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we've seen how good Blake is at recognizing when stuff affects him. So you know, no reason to believe Rose isn't as equally uh, oblivious to changes <laughs> yep. in her own behavior. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that might go, uh, moving forward and, and, you know, what Blake might try and do if it feels like she's, you know, relying on it too much. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, cause I, I mean, it's an interesting, like interesting thing to have. Like if, if you're ever feeling insecure or under attack, just having the ability to basically tap into a source that makes you like cocky and obnoxious, like would be, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you, you can see why you would fall into using it as a crutch. Yeah, definitely this kind of mindset of you can actually just turn off your brain a bit um, and be colder, but also more effective. I don't know. It's yeah. an interesting ethical kind of question, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so Rose seems to have a plan here uh, because it seems to go her way when some of the Thorburns basically are, are commanded to stick around um, <laughs> to to basically just keep an eye on the house and make sure it doesn't get burned down while Rose is away. Um, and it's this is I think of all the of of this plan, which I do think is terrible. This is probably the best part. Um, having these in air quotes, innocent Thorburns around to make attacking the house a, a bit of a nightmare for uh, any outsiders to the family. I think it's a, it's clever. I mean, I, I thought it was a really good plan up until, you know, two minutes later when I read the end of the chapter, uh, and it becomes clear that actually it's probably not um, a great idea. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I actually like the idea of, you know, she, she she's found a use for the Thorburns. So like you can use them as meat shields. Yeah, they're they're not completely useless. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> it it yeah. Well, no, let's not get into this. I it just it kind of reminds me of um of uh how Blake was kind of desperate to avoid using his friends as like power sources, and then really upset when he found out that they had been like bleeding themselves to wake him up from his coma. Um. So I'm sure there's some use for a Thorburn in there too somewhere. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what are you going to get them to give it up willingly? And um, I don't know. From what we've seen of these people so far, I don't know yeah, if anyone's going to give up good. much That's willingly. That's a hard sell. <laughs> um, so Rose gets taken away, or she kind of, she really doesn't fight it at all. She's just like, all right, let's do it. Um, still committing to her terrible plan. And a bunch of the cousins are left behind to watch over the house and... Yeah, it kind of is just turning into a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, so I think it's Callan, Catherine, Peter, Ellie, and Roxanne that have stayed. Yeah, I'm glad that Roxanne's here as well, because she's fucking, (laughs) she's like 12. I don't know why the fuck she's here, but whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it's a solid number. Like, the Thorburns at the moment outnumber, um... I don't know, Cabal, the cabal in, yeah. in, including Blake. Oh, no, actually, if you include Blake and Evan, it's even. Yeah. So, okay, no, that's fine. You know, they can, they can, they can hold it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be so fun. Like, I imagine, I imagine next chapter is going to get real. Mm. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I do love, we actually get a chance to see the Thorburns just interacting here without Rose around. And it's so fun watching them. They're like Mm. Peter and Ellie, especially who are just like fucking such chaotic forces. They, they just are here to do (laughs) batshit things. And I'm so on board for it. Um, yeah, me too. I like, I can't wait to uh, see, you know, next chapter, I guess it'll just be these five causing trouble in the house. <laughs> yeah. And like, they, uh, yeah. I, I imagine they'll, they'll try and go upstairs or something fucking dumb. Yeah. And they immediately start plotting, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Ellie is basically like, all right, I'm here. I'm just going to steal some shit. Um, the rest kind of start talking about how they can fuck over Rose and what they can do to be nuisances. Alexis, Ty and Tiff at this point kind of have to introduce themselves and like, hey, you know, we'll try and be accommodating. Um, and of course the Thorburns, give them nothing they're, they're fucking ice cold <laughs> completely to them um but yeah it's it's fun to see them i, I think I, I, one of the things i really like about this chapter is blake is just there in the mirror watching them and they are just talking amongst themselves and plotting not thinking that they're being overheard um and it's so fun to see what they're like when they're not actively aggressing upon a thorburn um yeah and and i mean as you said so far it hasn't 
painted a, a very good picture, but Catherine and Ellie are meant to be two of the worst. So, um, you know, I, I, I think one thing, it's interesting that Rose Senior let things get like this, right? Mm. Like, I know that she wasn't meant to interact with her direct children um, as part of, like, what she swore yeah. uh, as a teen, but... I mean, you think she could have taken some of the grandchildren under her wing a bit and and made an effort, right? Like they're all such shit cunts, and it's like, I don't know, she could have done she could have done better if she really wanted to, right? Yeah, it's hard to think that this was the best way to get whatever her plan was to happen, right? Yeah. For, yeah. Step one: get a bunch of really shitty grandchildren, <laughs> right? Doesn't seem like step, a good plan. Step two: uh, I don't know, put yeah. put some people in a blender. We'll figure it and... out from there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so, uh, at this point, Blake and Alexis kind of regroup, uh, and, and start trying to figure out what is going to happen next, but unfortunately this conversation gets interrupted when Peter approaches Alexis, because he has noticed all the symbols on the floor and knows something's up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great ending, because it's like, just, just as you feel like things are maybe a little bit under control, it's like, oh, there's some Thorburn stealing shit, but like, who cares, really? Um, it's sort of like, okay, we can fortify things and we're going to get a bit organized. And then Peter just completely shits on any concept you might have that, um, this might be anywhere near okay. Um, and you would have thought that the rest of Pact would have done that for me, but apparently I needed this. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're kind of put in the mindset of, okay, the thing we have to really worry about here is there are people coming at midnight and, you know, others or whatever. And we have yeah, to get yeah. ready to deal with that. Um, and uh, th- Peter's right here to remind us, no, 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 the Thorburns are still here and they're <laughs> going to be a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, well, it, it just throws another spanner in the works even before we thought that there was going to be trouble. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I really love the metaphor of the stones slipping into the pond that Isadora shared with us many arcs ago now. Um, this feels like more stones slipping closer to the pond. Uh, we kind of got confirmation through Blake's spooky shenanigans that uh, when Uncle Paul was like, oh, believe me, I know what's going on, he didn't. He wasn't awakened, so <laughs> that was confirmed yeah. for us. Uh, but Yeah, Blake, Blake confirms that pretty much right at the start of the uh, chapter when he notices none of them notice evan talking yeah um i mean i don't know how many of these people would cope very well with it so far um but i mean it would it it just it would be fun to see the rest of the town flip their lid when there's like four more awoken thorburns (laughs) in town yeah i'm sure that everyone will handle it very smoothly (laughs) um yeah it's a fun chapter. It's it's obviously a kind of set-up chapter, um, but the stuff it's setting up is so juicy. Like, the Thorburns have always been fucking hilarious pieces of shit, and I'm so glad that they get to interact with the story more directly now. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I mean, like, you know, this this chapter for me was really about setting them up uh, again and reminding us who they are, because we haven't seen most of these people since, like, 1.1. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's it's really fun to have them sort of reintroduced in in this way, and and I can't wait to see what we're doing with them uh, as we go ahead. Yeah, um, that's the end of our discussion about Malfeasance eleven point six, and this is the part of the show where we'd normally do something like a monster corner. Um, I think we're still doing a monster corner. Um, I I've prepared a segment on the For- the Thorburn family tree, mm-hmm. um, because we've been reintroduced to them and. I sort of had to go through this myself because I was getting confused the first time I read this chapter about who was who again 
Um, I'm just not very good at tracking that stuff. So I wrote, started writing it all down and figured it may as well be a bonus bit. And I'm willing to call the Thorburn family tree a monster corner. Okay, fair. I think that's a fair <laughs> burn. Um, so what have you got for us? List off the Thorburns and why don't you rate them out of 10 as we go? <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll run through this quickly. I've actually put a diagram together and that's going to be in the show notes because as I was writing this up, I was like, this isn't suited for audio kind of at all. Mm. Um, so I guess if you want, we can quickly run, run through them all. But um, it, it, like, definitely, I, I, unless unless you're a really good audio listener, I think you're going to want to hit up the diagram. Maybe we should just hit your top Thorburns. Elliot's <laughs> okay. top three My top Thorburns. 10 Thorburn list. Yeah. Are there 10? I guess there's 10. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, so like going back through through all the chapters for this is quite fun. Like, um, there's there's Charles that hasn't shown up, and and I think is the one that was used for for the barber. Yeah, the bait so, baby. Um, yeah. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully after that he just got the fuck out. Um, <laughs> Smart uh, move, and then, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think the really confusing part for me that I was really glad I wrote all this up for was Paul's part of the family mm. um he's got stephanie's first wife they have four kids and jessica's second wife and they have two and there's the split custody so i i found all that a bit confusing till i actually sort of wrote it up mm. um and then of course we've got the walkers um and i think callan has stuck around which i'm excited for hopefully he does more than punch things <laughs> i mean that's, that's, that's basically sort of... what all the thorburns do is just punch shit right oh <laughs> uh, i think him more than any has only ever ex- only ever expressed anger so mm. far in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see another side to him, maybe. <laughs> if there is one. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Um, who's um, your favourite Thorburn? Ooh. I mean, I, well, I'm not going to do, like, Paige, Molly, or, or Blake and Rose yeah, or any none, of them. Um, none of the like... good ones. <laughs> who's your favourite <laughs> shit Thorburn? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, it, it's probably going to be Roxanne or Peter at the moment, based on what mm. I've seen. Uh, they seem like the most fun. Um, like, you know, my favourite in the sort of, I like Pudrig sort of way. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, El- Ellie is another potential contender. She seems like she seems like a force of, of chaos, which I enjoy. I, I'm, I'm here for, you know, standing Catherine, actually. She's kind of grown on me where she's, uh, of, of all the remaining, you know, heirs, she's the only one who actually seems to be actively making a play like and and intentionally and trying to be manipulative um whereas ellie and and peter are just kind of like stirring shit up roxanne's young young enough that she doesn't really know what she's doing whereas Catherine kind of has a bit of that streak to her where i can kind of see her making some interesting plays and i'm keen to see where that goes (laughs) uh yeah uh i i I agree i'm kind of keen for all of them Catherine, Catherine's weird to me so far like she's been described as um like I think it said she's a chef back in Arc 3. Mm. Um, I found, you know, like, she's meant to be mean and ruthless, but also she didn't seem to give a shit about her kid this chapter. That was brought up multiple times. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see where that goes. Um, Thorburns. An interesting monster to dive into. Uh, (laughs) But that brings us to the end of our our discussion on Malfeasance 11.6. Thanks for joining us. Let us know who is your favourite Thorburn. Uh, shit Thorburn, uh, leave that in the discussion thread, uh, which will be linked in the show notes down below. Um, yeah, but, you know, if you hate Reddit and, and you prefer Twitter, yep. uh, we're on that too. It's at MediaMD Podcast. Yep. So Wait, MediaMD Podcast? What's that, Elliot? <laughs> uh, MediaMD is our other podcast that we do on Doof. Oh, uh, that's and in right. In fact, an episode of that 
that came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so you can find that. We were talking about Tizu, which was uh, a you know, fun little series. And I have prescribed in next fortnight, we'll be talking about a show called Dairy Girls, which is a show that I really think people are sleeping on. So check out the episode of MediaMD for more info on that. I'm, I'm very keen to hear more people's thoughts on it. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually started it yet, but uh, it, from the sounds of it, it's, it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Deep Impact and MediaMD are both shows on the Doof Media Network, which is a patron-supported network. If you'd like to support us and help make more of these great shows, you can go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wobbo has a Patreon as well. <laughs> patreon.com slash Wobbo. Go there. G- give him money. He'll keep writing. It- it's a good system. Yeah. System works, folks. Um, and we will be back in a few days with Malfeasance 11.7. Uh, talking, continuing, seeing what happens with these pesky Thorburns. Uh, that will be coming <laughs> out on Monday the 23rd. So we'll see you then. See ya. See ya.